Welcome to A Sex Worker's Guide to the Galaxy, where the answer to life, the universe, and everything is sex workers. As it should be. Um, Today, I'm coming at you with a Valentine's Day-themed episode. Um, I don't normally do Valentine's Day, but this year, my friends put the spirit in me. Um, I felt all sorts of feelings. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just was surrounded by so much love with my friends. Like, one of my friends sent me flowers, y'all. So, uh, yeah, love. It doesn't have to be romantic love. It can be all different kinds of love, and I'm here for that. Take back the holiday from the corporations. Not even take it back. They came up with it. Let's steal it from them. They steal from us enough. Anyway, that's my little rant about Valentine's Day. I had the absolute privilege of, I say this every time, but it's true, Uh, I'm honored every time I interview a guest, and this time, I got to interview two at the same time. Uh, I interviewed a couple, um, Savannah Grace and Mountain Man Link, and it was a pleasure, and I'm so excited to share it with you, so we're just going to jump right in. Here we go. Awesome. Link and Savannah. Savannah and Link, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey. Of course. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Um, So I normally start the episode with the guest introducing themselves with their name, pronoun, where they're located, and what kind of sex work they do. Um, I don't know what sort of order y'all want to go in. I haven't done a couples episode before, so uh, I'll let you take it from here. That doesn't matter. Go ahead. I was going to say, I talk all the time. You should go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I go by Link and uh, pronouns uh, he, him for me. And um, I uh, am a full service uh, sex worker. And also I create content, although um, I'm currently taking a, a short break from making content, uh, but I am looking forward to getting back into that. Um, and I do some technical stuff. Uh, in the world as well, but I don't know if I count that. So. <laughs> cool. Hi, I'm Savannah. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I'm a former stripper and I am a full service sex worker and also a content creator. And I make content with Linky Poo here um, and other folks. So yeah, that's us. Oh, and where are we based? Well, we're a couple, so we're based in, well, we are based in the same place. Yes. Uh, we live together. Uh, we are engaged. <laughs> So um, we live in Denver, Colorado together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Y'all yeah, are seeing what weirdos we are. <laughs> Just two mountain loving hookers. Hookers, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love you both so much. Um, Savannah, I forgot that we, when we met, we bonded over being former strippers. I totally forgot that until you just mentioned that. <sighs> I know it was like jamming out. I get like nostalgic in the car. Link sees this. Oh. And I'm all like, back when I stripped. He's like, oh God, don't do the splits in the car. Um, <laughs> I'd be impressed if you did the splits in the car. Yeah. I, yes. I, I'd be all for it. <laughs> I don't know how I could. I probably would try. Uh, so, yes, former strippers. We're the best. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a jam. That's why I like to pretend I'm in the strip club when I drive places. Yes. Well, since we're, since we're kind of on, on, you for a moment what will you tell us a bit about how you got started in sex work maybe like from stripping or how wherever you want to start yeah so back uh in the day I was 18 and I was working at a Hooters like establishment in Addison Texas and uh I had some girlfriends that were stripping and I was like I should try that and so I went and got these god-awful tacky platform stilettos that looked like Cher from Clueless wore them And I went to the clubhouse, which was owned by Pantera in Dallas. And I danced to smack my bitch up. (laughs) Got so nervous, threw up on myself, and then didn't go back for three years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Three years. Three years. Because I was so bad and so nervous. And Prodigy was blasting, and I was throwing up. And so that was my first night stripping. That's a little traumatic. (laughs) It It was intense. I was not prepared for that. It's a great story. Um, and then 2021 dance full-time 
moved to Colorado to get out of the South and uh, was got into social work after college, did a lot of nonprofit work, grassroots organizing and activism, and then uh, got the rough reality that it's really hard to make a livable wage doing nonprofit work. Um, mm-hmm. So I moved back to Texas and uh, picked up dancing again because I knew I could um, balance both. And dancing went to sugaring, sugaring went to full service. And then I just slowly started tapering out of the strip club. Um, I'm just too tired now. I like to go to bed early. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I do content creation, full-time um, companionship. And that's about six years of my collective sex worker career. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite amazing. a journey. Quite a journey. It's such a journey, and and only only getting to be more exciting of a journey because you've you've grown even in the time that I've known you. So that's really exciting. Oh. Um, yeah, life is good. Life is good. Link, how did you get started in sex work? Uh, unexpectedly, in, in some way, <laughs> I um, in a past life I I went to college for computer science and I got hired. Uh, right out of college, and I wrote medical software for a little while, and then one of the uh, one of the big tech companies made me an offer that was hard to refuse, and I didn't. And so I went and I did that for a few years, and it really, um, it, it, as technical as I've always been my whole life, uh, it never fully seemed right. And I kind of fell out of that and started getting into the mountains. Um, I did uh, a very, very brief little bit of search and rescue work um, just as a volunteer uh, and then kind of wasn't doing much and so I uh, was seeing a companion myself and they looked at me and said you know you're into men as much as you are woman and you you could you could do this and I kind of laughed uh, but they said no really you should you should make a make a twitter and um, a, a rent men profile and uh, see what happens and I did and uh, I was actually very surprised at how quickly I kind of fell into sex work and how many people I met, um, including the lovely lady sitting uh, right next to me right now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just ended up falling more and more into it and it became a viable job for me and source of income. And next thing I knew, I was moving from Seattle to Colorado and, uh, and the rest is kind of history. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. Um, which is actually an incredible segue to my next question, which is how did you two meet? Great story. <laughs> so back to Seattle, I'll let, I'll let Savannah give it a- Oh, this is so good. So I was in Seattle see an opera performer. I love you, Andrea Bocelli. And yes, 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 yes. I'm multifaceted. I ride horses and listen to Hank Williams Jr., but I also like opera. And so I was in Seattle for an opera and I was on Twitter and I saw this cutie pie like scroll up on my screen, scroll up on my screen, show up on my screen. He was tattooed and he was trail running. And like, I remember the photos, like I saw your tattoos, but there was mountains in the background. I just saw his feet running. I was like, oh my gosh, he trail runs like me. And then I just like went on his page. I'm like, dude, this is like the female version of me or male version of me. I can't talk. Um, <laughs> male version of me, like trail ran, covered in tattoos, yoga. And then his feed was so positive. I was like, I have got to like talk to this person. Like they just, they stuck out so much. So I messaged him and I remember what I said. I said, you're such a dreamboat. Do you see women? Are you, do, are you exclusive to men? Um, Cause I was at the very least I can meet as a colleague and we can grab coffee, you know? Um, it's like, oh no, I'm very pansexual. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. And so we just started chatting. And then I was like, um, where are you based? He's like, oh, I'm actually in Capitol Hill right now. I'm seeing clients. I was like, me too. So we were literally both in the same area at the same time seeing clients. Wow. And then uh, we scouted, I know, hilarious. So we were just like DMing each other in between clients, like, haha, my client this, or like, oh my gosh, you know, this happened here. So it was like, we just bonded immediately, came over the next day for a 90 minute date, and he just didn't leave. <laughs> we just <laughs> hit it off. I, I, you know, I respectfully asked if, if she wanted to hang out. And I was like, giddy. I was like, really? Like, you actually want to hang out with me off the clock? Like, I was just happy to pay for your time. He's like, no, I actually want to take you out on a date. Like if you're, I was like, wow, like 
yes, please. Like I would be delighted to, because the energy was just, we were both trying to be professional, but it was very obvious that we were like, it didn't, it didn't take long for us <laughs> to have a, a cheeseburger pizza and Jaws 3. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we made, the next day, so it was Pride weekend. So we went out with a bunch of fellow workers, came back to our Airbnb. And the next day we were like sitting in our underwear, eating mac and cheese pizza and watching Jaws 3 with another worker. And for, that was the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. For folks familiar with Seattle, this was the middle of Capitol Hill on Pride weekend. So it was mm. a vibrant atmosphere. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Nice fantastic that sounds magical yeah yeah and here we are today so we've been together that it'll be three years in june and we got engaged in november so from twitter to life partners well, wait so the question just yeah. just going back i want to make sure because you asked how we started dating right? yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh wait on this rabbit hole too well, yeah there, there's one little caveat that i <laughs> i found interesting yes. oh, this is good. Um, so, so what we just described is actually really just how we met and, mm -hmm. and i still live in seattle at this point and um savannah lived in colorado and i thought we were dating um she <laughs> kind of thought i was going to be a really uh, nice roommate to have like a and, sexy roommate and you know i oh i packed up all my stuff into my my subaru and drove across the country and moved in and, and about about three or four months or so after I had moved in, we had some conversation where she kind of looked at me and goes, wait, you thought we were dating? <laughs> and uh, that's about when we started dating. I think. Yeah. So, so what had happened now, I know, I'm so glad you brought this up because I would have completely forgot about this. Whoopsies. Well, it's a good um, I had a second bedroom that I was using for an in-call. So when FOSTA SESTA hit, I was prepared like, okay, shit just hit the fan. I need to cut all expenses probably not gonna be seeing any people anymore. So I was like, I need to rent out this in-call because I was, my income completely changed overnight when FOSTA SESTA hit. Yes. So when I had this great vibe with him, I'm also just, I've been very jaded from dating. So I did not expect this, like, I'm just assuming the worst always, right? So my mm -hmm. best outcome to me was like, I can have a sexy roommate. I can see clients sometimes and we'll have great sex. This is awesome. <laughs> I had like no idea that like this person was so committed to like making it work with me. So to me, I think I just assume that the best possible outcome dating as a sex worker would be, I can have a sexy roommate who does what I do, but I didn't realize that I could actually have a healthy, vibrant, very uh, healthy, non-monogamous queer relationship. Like that, this, that was too good to be true. So I think it was more of a guarded thing. And then I, mm -hmm. it kind of just naturally ended up happening as my walls went down and I trust that this person's here to stay and that we're actually gonna make this work. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's, a, it's such a beautiful thing, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you both for an interview, because seeing, um, well, dating as a sex worker is super fucking hard. And so seeing two sex workers dating really makes a lot of sense to me, but you don't <laughs> see it that often. For us, it was just unexpected too. You know, it never, I don't think either one of us planned it or we're really looking, looking for it. Um, yeah. it it's a nice thing to look for it have yeah we were both single for like four four and a half years before we met so i think we did a lot of soul searching and a lot of personal development work that when it would happen we were like okay i'm ready like this is this makes sense it wasn't just fell on our lap yeah oh that's beautiful in your experience dating as a sex worker prior to you two getting together um like what did that what did that look like do you have any experiences that you want to share yeah because i started i was links like he was in it for like two months when I hired him so he was brand new which is hilarious I had no idea yeah um I was like oh my gosh you're so new so I had been in the field for a way longer um and dating sucks like I'm very very queer very pansexual so I I date like I, I was dating a woman briefly and then that turned into dating her her uh, male partner as well and they were completely fine with it um mm -hmm. but like they were non-monogamous right so we were like in a little triad thing first it was her and then it was him right and so that was cool but that was i i don't want to say the word unicorn that was a needle in a haystack finding good relationships that worked like that it was just didn't happen like it was i could go on a dating app and just i would try and wait to tell somebody and then other times i would be honest up front and no matter which way i went it always blew up mm -hmm. it never I, I didn't have a relationship that lasted more than like two months because eventually mm -hmm. they just the real truth, like I can't handle your job. And even if they didn't say it, you knew it, you felt it, right? So yep. um, 
I finally was just burned out. I was just like, this sucks, right? So I was essentially like, unless I'm playing in cool poly non-monogamous circles where that's just kind of, a, they don't really care because they're already non-monogamous, mm-hmm. but any normal space that wasn't an, I don't want to say an alternative lifestyle, um, any just space that wasn't the conventional, I, it was just shit out of luck. Yeah. I had to really search for open-minded people. And even then it was hard. So, yeah, that's, so that, that's an experience um, before we were mm-hmm. dating. And I know as a sex worker, I, I didn't um, really have much dating experience at all. So I, I don't really think I can speak to that mm-hmm. question. You know, I was going to gay parts every now and then. Uh, that's about it. I could really call it dating. Um, yeah, uh, once we got together, though, it's it's been interesting looking at, at dating others as, as a sex worker. Um, it, and I think the vast majority of people have been uh, surprisingly very accepting mm-hmm. but sometimes it gets complicated um, but but there's always always a level of um, feeling like we, we maybe have to hide something or just can't can't really put ourselves out there because any one thing that we do might be a lot for somebody you know just mm-hmm. being non-monogamous um, can be a lot and just um, even have having been a stripper can be a lot for somebody much less being a uh, full service sex worker who's also queer and dating another full service sex worker. Mm-hmm. It can be a lot. And so um, I feel like it just kind of really has to work. You have to find somebody that's not gonna overcomplicate things and relationships do take time to work. And so we've certainly experimented. Um, yeah, when we go on dating apps, it's just. Well, both of us uh, <laughs> have, have, have been able to meet folks before on on dating apps and at the end of the day we uh have at least for now come back to kind of just us um mm-hmm. for the moment and it's more just time uh we're, we're so busy right now and trying to build so many things that i don't think i'd be able to give a healthy amount of time to another relationship yeah um just speaking for myself and so it's yeah it's a lot <laughs> relationships no i like i think now it's just finding people to play with is hard enough, right? Let alone a whole other relationship that can handle this. So I'm like, when COVID's over, I'm heading to Berlin. I'm heading to the Kit Kat Club. I'm yes. Going- <laughs> yeah, I have like, I have the capacity to play with others and I have a great partner to do that with. No relationships because we are a whole package of stuff to unpack. And uh, it's just, it's hard unless someone is just a very non-conventional, understanding, non-judgmental person. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was just going to, I was thinking as Link, as you were talking that um, COVID is just like adds a whole other layer of complication to all of this because it's. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. COVID implicates entirely too many things in this whole industry. Yeah. And I find uh, personally when I'm on dating apps, it feels, it feels, sometimes it just feels too much like work. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. like what we do for work. Um, Oh, absolutely. And I just get, yeah, I just get tired of it. I'm just like, no. <laughs> I just want to meet people organically. And if we're vibing, I think it's funny now. I will admit that like now COVID, like my senses are just so much more heightened to people because I don't go out much. So I'm just, I'm like finding like, I find like attractive women at Target and I'm like, oh, hello. And I'm like, damn, I'm not getting out much. Cause I'm just like, when I go out now, I'm just like my sense, I'm so much more hyper aware of people around me oh yeah um, but if I'm not seeing someone organically I just can't it's dating as, as it, a sex worker is just too exhausting it does feel like work sometimes mm-hmm. which I never thought I would I would say at first but it, but it it almost just feels like unpaid work with no real guarantee of an outcome which, which I think it is mm-hmm. <laughs> just accepting, accepting it yeah um and, you know I want to be okay with that if I'm going to do that and there are times when it probably will be, but not right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to just happen organically or not at all. Yeah, I feel also it's, it's just made me, per, at, in my dating experiences, it's made me have uh, standards maybe at all. <laughs> um, just like be, being like, oh, I'm, I ha- my time is worth something. Um, like this is emotional labor and I... Uh, I'm going to value, if I'm going to be putting my emotional labor into something, 
Um, I want to, yes. I want to know that I'm actually interested in the person and that they're actually interested. Absolutely. In Any one of our full attentions is a gift to give to somebody. Yeah. And, um, gosh, we can only give it so many times. There's only so many hours in the day. And so totally. Yeah. So, yeah. Wish there, I wish I had more. Yeah. Yeah. What are, what are some pros and cons of dating someone in the industry? Absolutely. And that, I think there are pros and, and, and cons. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll let Savannah start and then I'll, I'll pick up. Um, so pros definitely like having someone that understands and like, they just get it. Like our schedules can be unpredictable all of a sudden I'm like oh my gosh you just got to find me to you here and it's like oh yeah no problem like cool we'll navigate the pets and like it's just having somebody who gets just this lifestyle and the job and like coming home and being able to share these beautiful intimate real connections I make with clients who I don't even like calling clients because to me it's, it's they are but it's a lot of these relationships turn to like long-term friendships mm -hmm. and having a partner that celebrates that with me and isn't jealous and it's just like oh my gosh and like I get to like text my partner when I'm going to find you to you telling them we did this we did that it was so cool and we had this great conversation and he celebrates that with me whereas like other people make it saltier they get jealous or they don't understand so we just celebrate each other's successes in this business and are able to really uplift and be a sounding board for each other as far as like ideas and visions. That's, that's great. Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that we can just are so flexible and understand. Mm -hmm. you know, we both travel a stupid in, amount in, in the country, <laughs> out of the country. Um, and in COVID, that's gotten more complicated as well. You mm -hmm. know, because then there's testing requirements. Um, I know I've I've traveled to places that have required me to get tested going there and i've traveled to places that have required me now to get tested coming back into the united states mm -hmm. um, and of course we're doing everything we can do to stay safe mm -hmm. but i feel like we're inherently at a little bit higher risk than uh most folks would be yeah uh, and so what about cons dating a sex worker so that's a major pro um one, one of i'd say our major cons is that uh, we still, and we work on this, but we still struggle to create kind of a work-life um, balance. It, it's hard to know when we're working and when we're just being um, two people that aren't, aren't working, that are just in a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I can give just a quick example of even going on like a hike. We both love hiking and we'll have to have an, a conversation before we go hiking on what type of hike is this? Is this just a personal hike? Are we going to take pictures on this hike? Mm -hmm. Is this like a work-focused hike? We're going to make content. Mm -hmm. We're going to bring filming equipment. We're going to try to get way off trail and not be seen by anybody. <laughs> you know, uh, what type of hike is it? But we have to talk about it. And sometimes we're not on the same page, you know, because maybe we do need to take pictures, but we also want some personal time. And so it's always kind of, um, that's probably a con. Mm -hmm. It's just finding that balance of, especially working for ourselves as well. We can just always be working. Yeah. Um, mm. when, when do we stop? And so I think we do a good job of communicating that to each other, but that still is something that you know, we struggle with. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's a con. I, overall though, really- there's more, really positive. Yeah, there's more pros. More pros. pros. <laughs> more pros. What's more pros than cons? Um, and I attribute that really to good communication and just sheer luck with this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, anyone who owns their own business, I feel like struggles with work-life balance because you yeah. just feel like there's so much at stake. And I can also, I could see how that is compounded with two people whose businesses intertwine a little bit. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so we work for each other sometimes, mm -hmm. which adds a whole nother uh, dynamic to a relationship because not only are we dating, but we're occasionally each other's bosses or we're occasionally each other's equals. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. And uh, it gets complicated sometimes. It, it creates a power dynamic yeah. sometimes. Um, Absolutely. We've got to talk about that a lot. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting, um, our relationship and how well it works, but also just how... I don't want to say complicated. It's intricate. It's detailed. It's it's complex. It's, there's a lot of layers and a lot of little fine print even, things. Even the differences where we both work in the same industry, um, but oh, at the same good. time we have a, a major differences uh, in our 
work and our clients, mm -hmm. um, in our rates, in our even our ability to screen. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it's it's commonplace uh, to screen clients mm -hmm. um, for most uh, companions. In the male world, it's pretty much unheard of. Interesting. Uh, and so there's just there's differences, uh, also a lot of similarities and overlap. That's fascinating. I guess that does make sense um, now that I think about it with like grinder culture. Exactly. It's a different, different culture and that's, and that's okay. Um, you know, I, I celebrate uh, that most female companions are able to mm -hmm. uh, screen their clients. Um, but it's just not of being uh, a male in this world. You wouldn't, you wouldn't see many people. And it's interesting, you can always, I can always tell when a client of mine has seen um, female companions because they'll usually send me an email with screening information. Oh, <laughs> um, oh wow, that's kind of like a pleasant surprise. You obviously have seen um, people before. Um, <laughs> and so it's just- That's so good. Do you, do you two experience jealousy, whether it be relationally or in a business sense, just because you two have differences in business? Um, and I know you're polyamorous and so, mm -hmm. but jealousy is still a human emotion that uh -huh. rears its ugly head sometimes. So I'm curious Very to know. Much so. Very much so. It's interesting, right? So we have the non-monogamous side, which I love how people just assume that if you are a full service person that you're non-monogamous, like, no, I know plenty of people who are monogamous. So I was like, no, this really? is a true conscious choice. I hate that assumption because mm -hmm. I, I see that all the time on social media. They're like, why would you assume that? It's like, because people, <laughs> you make yourself an ass when you assume things, That's right? That's true. Um, so we choose that by mainly the biggest reason that we're non-monogamous is because we're both pansexual, right? So being with a biological penis is not going to meet all of my sexual and emotional needs, right? So for us, it's about balancing that. Um, so as long as we're very open and honest about, hey, you're spending time with this person, but I kind of feel, or like, right, you're kind of doing this thing with them. Like, we're just very good at saying, hey, I feel this way. Mm -hmm. um, because I, long time ago, I remember reading The Ethical Slut and it was talking about how the root of all jealousy, there's a feeling underneath, right? So we've gotten the habit of really, what are you feeling? Um, so that helps in that regard with, because we see other people and same with clients. So it's, it's not just if we're dating outside of our relationship with clients too. It's like, oh, ouch, like I kind of feel a certain way about that experience you have with that client. Mm -hmm. So whether it's we're dating outside of our relationship or with clients and it kind of feels a type of way or financially, we're really good at being like, what is the real issue underneath? Cause I know you're jealous, but that's what's underneath. Let's process that. And yeah. that really helps us communicate through when it happens. Cause it's natural. And I think we've also, uh, both of us have kind of worked through some thoughts and had some time to, to process uh, everything from jealousy uh, just sexual jealousy or jealousy of intimacy in another relationship to financial um, disparities and potential jealousies around those. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, we have just worked really, really hard on our mental health. We have not always been perfect, um, but we continued to work on it and it really paid off. Um, we're still not perfect, but we still work really hard on it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that I think is what has allowed us to, to work so well and to mm -hmm. get along and be happy and be able to feel safe. And when the reality of jealousy arises, if it arises, uh, we're able to talk about it in a healthy way with each other. Um, and I feel really fortunate to be able to do that because those can be hard conversations to have. Mm -hmm. And I think we've just head on had enough hard conversations where you know we buckle our seatbelts and it's like, okay, let's do this. And, you know, it's worth it. Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, when you, we've been living together pretty much since like we met, um, practically and we've been together almost three years. So it's like, eventually you just start to know when your partner is feeling a type of way and you can kind of just nip it. There's no more games. Like I already know, I know when he's upset and I mm -hmm. can tell when I'm like the energy shifts, it's like, you're just like, Ugh, I feel that. I know when mm -hmm. I feel that. Yeah, he knows me, I know him. And now I can just be like, hey, you're doing that thing that you do. I'm gonna go do that thing I do when you do that thing. Like, it's just, we know each other well enough that we can just nip it in the ass before it 
snowball lulls. Yeah, and then um, and then we get back to Savannah doing the splits and me running up mountains and playing Zelda. You know, that's, it's yeah. sounds some of our relationship. I was doing the splits <laughs> and going up mountains. Oh my God, is Zelda where you got your name? Absolutely is. Oh my I have, God. I have, my, I have a little pixelated link tattooed on my leg. Um, I grew up with Zelda. You know, it's it's just a video game, but Same. but but it's also. It, it, it holds it just holds a lot of memories for me that are positive and so i i love it i love my zelda that that makes my heart like grow three whole sizes <laughs> i love that so much three, three heart containers added all at once that'd be yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh so good and i i really i think it's important as you as you were taught both were talking i was just like oh communication willingness and self-knowledge like self-awareness like those are the three things that you two seem to have a whole lot of we, we try i'll emphasize we're not perfect but we try right <laughs> yeah. oh we're but i mean let's be honest we're both crazy but in our own way and i think what i've learned <laughs> with being with link is that i'm going to show up and I'm going to do the work and I need a partner who does too. And we love each other through our character defects. Mm -hmm. um, and we push each other to be the best version of ourselves, even when we're being stubborn. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not the same person I was when I met him. And I like to think vice versa. Like I've seen so much change, but it's because we hold each other accountable and we call each other on our shit and we communicate, but it's a process. Yeah. Yeah, it's not all serious conversations. We're also really fun and goofy and weird. I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I've met at least one of you, so I'm, <laughs> I know that. I'm very strange. It's very <laughs> living with me, people are like, I want to know the real you. I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty weird. I have a lot of dance parties and talk to my pets and Link deals with it all. <laughs> it's fun. It's always, uh, it's a never ceasing source of entertainment, if nothing else. <laughs> I love that. Um, so one one of the questions I had too was, um, especially as a woman provider, we cut. There's there's always this illusion that we're single. I feel like a lot of times we have to like pretend we're single and available, right? And yeah, we're sh we're shimmying our shoulders as we're talking. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm here. Take me. I'm damsel in distress. And I'm just, I just need a big, powerful man to rescue me from this industry. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a big, powerful man. I mean, I like a big, powerful but, but, man, but, but, but yeah, no, I like, I like big, powerful people. I love being tossed around like a rag doll, but mm -hmm. not in a, not in a power dynamic way that puts me like I need to be safe. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's an interesting, interesting yes. point. I'm wondering if you've had any experience with clients who have told you how they feel or if they feel a certain type of way about you two dating, if you've noticed any sort of reception, I guess for both of you, actually. Oh yeah. Oh boy. All right. Here we go. We're ripping the bandaid off this one. Mm -hmm. I was not always honest and it backfired. Mm -hmm. I created a lot of unhealthy, unrealistic, dynamics with people that ended up burning a really great relationship. And I think part of that would have been, it would have just had to end amicably, but because there was this unrealistic, I, I got so into the girlfriend role that I stopped having boundaries in that way. And I allowed, I got to where people were at and I, what I, I did a disservice and not keeping it contained, right? I got these really deep emotional connections. And sometimes people were in a very vulnerable place in their lives. And because I'm a social worker and I love connecting with people, I'm just, I feel it in my bones. I feel human connections, just, I thrive in that. And mm -hmm. I think by not being honest, I ended up shooting myself in the foot sometimes by, it ends up creating an unhealthy dynamic and, and, and the world your, of companionship. In your defense at the time, uh, I, I think, you had the best of intentions going into this. You didn't, <sighs> you didn't, you thought you had to create, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't, yeah. I don't want to speak for you, but, but it felt like you wanted to create this fantasy of mm -hmm. being the, the single available girlfriend mm -hmm. and that anything else would hurt, would hurt your business. Yeah. And which I think, is why you, which is why you did that. But, you weren't trying to lie. Yeah. 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 You also but, do, when you do that, you attract a certain kind of client. And you have to lie about that and not telling someone you're in a relationship for privacy, 100%.
But when I create this idea that I'm just single and, oh, cause I've, I've had, I remember like biting my tongue when clients would say like, oh, well, you just need a man to mm. get married to. And I'm thinking like, what makes you think I'm not engaged asshole? But in my head, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're right. I just need, and I'm like, wait, that's not me. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you're right. I do need a rich man to just take care of me. You're so, thank you. Yeah. And I, I created this false identity that did not resonate. Well, and so we transitioned. Really. We transitioned into being like, Hey, we're in a relationship. Uh, first it was content. We're fluid bonded. And so I was like, Hey, this is my partner. Um, because I wanted to differentiate that we're not using condoms, but we're in a relationship. And yes. so I wanted to normalize that in my content. So when clients saw that, because with content, you have to be very careful with when you do in-person work, like, well, I saw you do that thing. So I had to start normalizing it for my own boundaries that what I do with link is because we are in a committed relationship and we have talked extensively about boundaries. And even if I'm working with another professional, we have talked extensively about boundaries. So mm -hmm. that was the catalyst to start being more honest. And then I started wearing my engagement ring at work and not feeling like I had to hide it. And then, or like it, if I just happened, it wouldn't be a big deal. Not trying to interrupt you, but I, I would say that we currently kind of stand at a point where we don't advertise it. We don't just constantly say, oh, I have a partner, I have a partner, I have a partner, but it's also really not a secret. Yeah, it's just I mean, kind of... I, this should be obvious even us talking to you here. You know, we're, we're very much not a secret. Um, and that, I think, is healthy. It's, I, you know, if our clients ask, by all means, we're going to be honest. And that's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line to walk sometimes. You don't want to hurt somebody's feeling. You don't know what their expectations are. But it, I think we've just discovered that's how we can be most healthy. And that most people are really accepting of it. And uh, if somebody's not, that's probably not somebody that I really want to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 been, it's been, you know, a transition. It's been a little bit of a journey into is this acceptable? Is this going to hurt my work? Um, you know, is this okay? And I think at the end of the day, it really has been okay. Mm -hmm. And it's been most healthy when we've been honest, which saying it out loud seems simple enough. And that was our motivation to do the podcast because I wanted to debunk these myths. I had a regular who's like, oh, I don't know if I can see you if you're a married woman. I was like, you ding dong, that's my partner. Like that, he's also a companion. And also too, it wouldn't matter. Like this is, and so just having a healthy relationship a uh, conversation about that he was like oh you're right thank you for telling that but like his first reaction was like wait what you have a partner I can't and I'm like what no but I had to unpack that with him and like tell him no it's okay and once he understood he's like wow but his initial reaction was that may I ask if he was a married man his partner is uh deceased okay yeah okay because mm -hmm. I've definitely had like similar sentiments come from married men. And I was just like, do you, do you not see how this oh, yeah. doesn't carry <laughs> the logic doesn't work here? I've right, had not that, okay for you, but okay for them. I've yeah. had clients who are married start to go down the rabbit hole of like, I'm falling in love with you or like this and that. And I'm like, I am a companion. I have a partner. And cause I used to not tell them. Sure. And then that yeah. would, we would go down that unhealthy rabbit hole. There are so many misconceptions about sex work. And at the end of the day, I think it really is a healthy thing. And um, by being honest, you're, you're creating that healthy environment. You're, you're not going to hurt somebody emotionally. You know, this mm -hmm. whole thing really is supposed to be enjoyable and, yeah. and um, a, an experience that maybe uh, isn't always happy or isn't always sad or doesn't always include one thing or another, but it should be healthy at the end of the day. And, totally. And when you lie to somebody, you create unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. True. Link, what is, um, how have your clients reacted? Overwhelmingly, they are at first, I think, surprised, but they really don't mind. They don't, mm -hmm. they don't seem to care. And I have several clients that uh, not only know that I'm in a relationship, but have done various things to support us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and are just beyond completely accepting. Um, and mm -hmm. so that feels really good for me. I, I don't think I've actually had one experience where somebody's been surprised. If anything, maybe some of my clients are surprised that I'm with a woman. 
Um, I, I've certainly yes. had some men, uh, certainly had some men a little, a little surprised by that, but I advertise that I'm very pansexual. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I really am. I like men as much as I like women. And so, Ditto. you know, I, uh, <laughs> I just as well ended up with a man, but I ended up with, uh, uh, Savannah here. And yeah. so, and that can change at any moment, COVID pending. <laughs> so I've had an overwhelmingly positive, uh, response. I love hearing that. I think in in my or I guess knowing the clients that I I've had I feel like there's a reaction some would be like disenchanted by it knowing that you like you're a taken person or whatever but then also there's the people who would feel a little more secure knowing that like you have a person like this isn't going to get complicated because you have a person and I like those clients because those Me are the too. people that like, it's just, I tell them like, oh, we're friends with benefits. Like this is, we're like, we have great sex. We eat good food. We listen to vinyls. We do our thing. Like, let's not, yes. it is what it is. And when we can just show up in that consenting, honest space, those are the best relationships. We yeah. just do our thing. And it's not like I ever exist, you know, the most they would ever have to hear of me is maybe just a brief mention. I don't, I'm not, yeah. you know. The yeah. only time Link comes up in a session is that he's watching our pets. I don't go and talk about my partner. Now, granted, there are people who've done duos or with us, so they know. So maybe he'll come up more because they want to ask about him. But I don't just talk about my partner. It's just right. That's there's, not what they're there for. There's yeah. a healthy separation. Yeah. So there's really no reason it should bug people, considering unless you want to hire him, he will not be a part of this. So. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to ask you if you had sessioned together or done duos together mm -hmm. and what that experience has been like. Oh yeah, we've. We've worked together in multiple multiple sessions. We've had threesomes and foursomes. I don't think we've had five any five person groups. Never um, say never. Oh, no, <laughs> we, have, we have I feel like we probably have, and I just forgot at this point. We've had enough where I they all blur together. I do remember, but it's enough to think about it. I love that it's a part of our job. Like it's just I like my friends from like they're veterinarians, they're social workers. I'm like, oh I had a some with my partner today they're like what i'm like yeah another day at the office we're getting food how are you <laughs> and they're like that's wild and we work together too in um when it comes to the content world uh not mm -hmm. only just filming together but i you know given my tech background i love editing content and mm -hmm. nerding out on computers and so i yes. you know we come up with some really ridiculous content. Like we did like a camp counselor thing. We're like, oh, we're so burned out of arts and crafts. I just need to go smoke a doobie in the woods. Oh, look, you're here too. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Ha ha. So we had fun making these ridiculous concepts with your partner and then editing it. And he geeks out over it. And I'm like, yeah, 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 do this. Or I got this different idea. So it's just fun. So we, we enjoy it. We work, we work together a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think our clients enjoy it too, because we really enjoy each other. So it, it's authentic and you can tell that we're not faking it. Well, for me, I'm over here being like, oh my God, having someone else to take some photos who like knows what kind of content sex workers need is just like magic. <laughs> I've lost track of how many photos and videos, just hundreds and hundreds of thousands of photos and clicks and phone and cameras and photography and lights and it's hilarious and oh, yeah. I always learn I feel like I want to go back to college for like a film degree but but for sex work yeah. <laughs> you know like I this. need a porn editing degree yes it's like I need I need to go to a few classes on lighting and a few classes on professional yes. videography and you know you you start diving down the rabbit hole and then you start editing and all of a sudden you realize you don't know anything about coloring your work and and you know, and then you read some article on coloration and about two years later, you, you have scratched the surface maybe. Yeah. But it's fun because we do it together and it's like our baby, right? Yeah. It's like, we're just building this together. We learn along the way and make mistakes and then learn well, from them. Uh, other work, I also do web, website work too. So yeah, yeah. We build, build some websites. We'll work together on that. So there's always something. We're always collaborating, coming up with different ways to work smarter, not harder. Yes. How can we make maximize profit while having more time to live because that's why we, do, we live in the mountains we don't want to be we want to work but i want to work yeah. in a way that fuels my cup and i'm not working i want to work to live not live to work right so yes having a partner who has that same vision it's just like let's just keep refining this and doing this more efficiently absolutely i love that and thank goodness for external hard drives um yes. i know <laughs> it's a problem my so I feel like my computer's gonna explode it's just gonna start shaking and just yeah explode with content if i don't get on the hard drive 
terabytes and terabytes of things that should never be seen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, I think we are in the place where we're ready for rapid fire questions. Cool, um, let's do it. And again, so I've excited. never done this with two people, so it should be interesting. Here we go. What's one of your favorite moments together? <laughs> uh, one of our old dogs in a stroller on the Las Vegas Strip while sipping on a drink. Uh, the dog had sunglasses on, like these big old, way too big for him sunglasses. A little little King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. In yeah. A stroller. Oh my god. So the context <laughs> is Link and I planned this awesome road trip. And it's perfect. So we put our dog down the next summer. It was very sad, but. Our dog, Gustav, love you, Goose, he had mm. heart problems. So I didn't want him to use his little legs walking. I wanted him to save his energy for the dog park, like, the, like all the things that he could do, like the dog swim beach. So I got a dog stroller. So this whole road trip, anytime we were not camping or we needed to take him somewhere, we put him in the dog stroller. So people thought, oh, these people are just putting their dog in a stroller. And I just get defensive and I'm like, he has a heart condition. He's saving his energy. And so we were like in Vegas, walking around the strip with like cocktails and like getting snacks. And he was just in the stroller, like chilling, loved it. And it was, that was pretty great. Oh, and this is another one from that trip. I, uh, I like to roller skate. Yes. And we were trying to find dog friendly hotels. And so we just ended up doing Motel 6 the whole time. I'm like, whatever, we're on a road trip. Yeah, so we get it. Yeah, we're like, whatever, staying at Motel Sixes. So if we couldn't camp, we would just crash in a Motel Six. And we go to the front desk the next day to get coffee. And she's like, Were you roller skating last night? I was like, Yeah, what's up? And she's like, We got a phone call at the front desk that someone thought you were being chased. I was like, On roller skates? She's like, Yeah, they like called the front desk and were concerned because you were just going in laps. And I was like, you guys think that I'm being weird. chased? It was the most hilarious. I'm like, no, I was just roller skating. Oh my God. Hilarious. <laughs> I know. We just like died. I was like, no, I'm just a weirdo. I just like to roller skate. So literally being at the Motel 6 roller skating with our dog in a stroller was a hilarious memory. <laughs> yeah, we, we've had one too many crazy experiences. Even I mean, the list could go on here. We, from anything from, from sneaking in the, to hot springs. Oh, we snuck into a hot spring together for photos. That was hilarious. Oh, I love that. I've seen you um, highlight was still, still, you might not be happy about this one. I'm going I'm to go for it. Still a little drunk after your 30th oh, birthday. Oh, yeah, this is a great one. Going through security at the airport, still dancing, quite literally dancing. I was playing disco on my phone <laughs> in like gold bell bottoms coming home from New Orleans. Oh, my God. Still drunk. And I don't drink much anymore no, but no, this is don't. like three years ago no, but you had a very good time that night. i had a great weekend <laughs> in New Orleans and i was still drunk and i put on disco and i was going through security like blasting disco in my bell bottoms and i we got the whole thing on tape and everyone was like wow this girl yeah. is having a great birthday yeah, let's say she had a lot of beads from that trip <laughs> oh that's so great <laughs> new orleans is yeah. magical um yeah and i think you need to bring back the gold bell bottoms um, I have photos. I dropped down into the splits and flashed the crowd on that trip for beats. Yes. And we got it. At least a few times. <laughs> yeah, I, I think multiple times I dropped down into the splits. Again, I can't really do the splits that well anymore, but that, that 30th birthday, the splits came out. Big modesty. Girl does yoga every day. Amazing. Okay, the next one. What drives you bonkers about the other person? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Link is so OCD. So I don't know if you've seen the movie Along Came Polly, but like I'm Jennifer Aniston. I'm with the free spirit. I love, I'm just mm -hmm. gallivanting across the globe. And I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go teach yoga here. And then I'm going to come here and tour here and blah, blah, blah. I'm very, I'm very creative, big vision. I wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm just like, blah, 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 with all my ideas. Yes. Link is like the risk management. He's just so like, you know the details and I'm, all I'm this a, and some OCD engineer. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes yes. I'm like, let it go. It's not that big of a deal. And uh, just some of the things that like he tracks and like is so fine tuned about. I'm like, let it go. 
live a little. And then I drive him nuts. Like I'm not, I'm not allowed. I highly recommend it to not do the dishes because I don't load the dishwasher properly. <laughs> Just like throw them in, wash them. Or I do the laundry and he's like, you didn't check the pockets. I was like, no, why not? I just throw it in. He's like, you gotta check the pocket. So sometimes it's just hilarious the things that he notices, and it's I like, don't. It's like roommate stuff, but it's you know, it's, it's endearing, <laughs> but it just cracks me up because they're so different. I'm just like, throw it all in the wash. It's fine. It'll come out clean. And he's like, no, you gotta check every pocket. So we're just different, yes. but it makes it entertaining. It's there's never a dull moment in our house. Yeah, we almost kind of constantly drive each other a little bit insane, but in an endearing way. Yeah, it's just because we're <laughs> so different, like the way our brains work, and it makes life so balanced. I think I would lose my mind if I was dating somebody who is, is who's like me. I need the, the and, balance of energy. And if I was dating another engineer, um, I think I would just have about five cats and about 20 computers, and I would probably not be a secretary. <laughs> <laughs> amazing so link would your would your answer be the the pockets thing or is there another one okay. what do i else do i do that okay. um just i, I think uh, savannah kind of just hit on just the general lack of detail orientation <laughs> things although i appreciate that, that she's made it this far in life and i'm thoroughly impressed and it gives me hope that if i just <laughs> kind of let go everything will be okay Again, I'm just very like, I'm, Link said it best the other day. He's like, your brain's like a slot machine. I'm just going to pull and I don't know what I'm going to get. And I'm like, exactly. Like, he's like, you're just this animated Looney Tune every day. And he's like, I just. My brain is a checklist. <laughs> you know? But I you yes. just move at different paces. So it's just his pace versus my pace. It's just like the mm -hmm. fact that we've managed to coordinate this well is impressive. But I love it. It's like, I couldn't imagine a different life. It would be very boring if we weren't together. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I need someone telling me to check pockets in the laundry. I love, and I also, I mean, the opposites attract thing really is, is a true thing. It's, it brings it could true. not be more true. Totally, totally. And yeah, you're just not allowed to do the laundry. No, just not. <laughs> <laughs> or the dishes. But not like in a, not like in a patriot. <laughs> <laughs> a patronizing way just like no for the sake of our clothes yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> i was so excited about that question I, that made me so happy what is one of your favorite qualities about the other person savannah is she's just a, a, a joy she's always got this vivacious smiley uh energy you know she's gonna put disco on in the car and start dancing and and i just I just love that. It just it keeps my world light and entertaining, and and uh, I never really know what's coming next. <laughs> but but I, I love that. It's just a really sweet quality about it. Link is like this the most non-judgmental, even-keeled human. He just things roll off his back. He doesn't hold grudges. I like to tease him and say like, "You're just like a golden retriever. You like everyone. You're cute." And your golden retrievers have the best, and I like dogs clearly, but they just have the best temperament. I'm like, you just, <laughs> you could pull on your ears and pull your tail and you're still gonna smile and be kind. And it's just, it's very hard for things to get to him. He's just the most, he's so tactful about what he says about others. And he just, his energy is just regularly keeping positive and things just roll off. Things don't stick to him. And, and it's just so nice to be around somebody that bad things can happen. He just, it bounces off. And he stays calm and keeps going. It's just nice to have that groundedness, right? Because you just realize how short life is and you have a partner that's always keeping you like life in perspective. That shitty things happen, but it's how we react to it. And like Link has helped me learn to just let it roll off my back. Well, that's very sweet. My little golden retriever. <laughs> that's the weirdest compliment. But I like dogs. So you're, I'll take it. I'll he's take a golden retriever, even keeled and sweet. Well, thank you. I love that. Okay, so the next questions are less about you two as a couple and are more individual. So if we want to go uh, Lincoln, then Savannah, and we, or we, you can just answer however you'd like. Sure. Um, what's one of your favorite qualities about yourself? Um, I, I love how I can uh, plow through any Zelda game. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I just, uh, I like that I can just be empathetic to folks and I, I enjoy listening. Um, I, I find that I learn something usually when I do that. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, me, um, I love my creativity and I love like my very, I'm sure you're familiar with the author, Jack Kerouac, but he, when I first read him, I was like, this is how my brain works. Like he's just a stream of consciousness. And I just love that because my best ideas come from that. And I used to shame I used to be like, I need to just calm down. I need to just smoke more weed and Zen. I'm like, no, this is who I am. I'm louder than life. I'm manic and I talk a lot. And, but through that very energetic zest for life, I have the best um, realizations, the best heart to hearts, the best creativity. And so through that zest for life, I think it's just, I find joy and I find creativity and I find um, connection with others. So I just, I like my energy. It's a hard question. Yeah, it's hard, but yeah. I think my energy impacts everything I do. And I love that about myself that I'm just regularly high energy and happy to be alive. Hell yeah. That is what, that is one of the first things I noticed about you when, when we met. Um, <laughs> so like she is either eating a lot of sugar or just naturally <laughs> that happy. I know I'm like buddy the elf. I'm like, I'm always smiling. I'm always happy. <laughs> and I was like, do I need to get more caffeinated for this? No, this is just me when I wake up at like 5am. I had a week-long flying to you to Mexico and I know he's listening and I'm sure he can be like yes she really does wake up like that no, it's we're, really we're, intense we're giving her decaf yeah, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> amazing okay what is a song that you're currently obsessed with so uh in another past life I played guitar in a Metallica cover band and love metal and so I'm kind of currently obsessed with a between the buried and me song called Son of Nothing. It's really screamy and metally and a little angry sounding but but they're they're sweet guys. They just they're they're, they're really short and kind of nerdy. I've seen them in person a few times. So yes. their music their music does not sound at all like what they actually are. Um so I'm obsessed with that metal song right now probably. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um I have this ridiculous this shameless plug. I love making content based off of like stories and themes. And again, my manic creativity. Mm -hmm. So I have this really great idea to incorporate my lifestyle as a stripper and my love for dad rock. And so I've been listening to like a lot of Ozzy Osbourne lately, <laughs> <laughs> like going into my little like creative vision for content. I'm like, how can I recreate this dive bar aesthetic with like old dad rock? And so I've been listening to, I think like crazy train, like literally like what, because I get nostalgic for the strip club mm -hmm. and he's watched it. He's like, Oh, you're going down the rabbit hole of your stripper days. I'm watching it happen. And it's like, there's I love it. Cue up the Pantera and, uh, some music just yeah. makes you like, I love, that's why I love stripping. I love metal and classic rock and just how much it makes me an entertainer. So I've been listening to a lot of Ozzy and black Sabbath lately. It's not a song, yes. probably like more of a, like that genre, but yeah, black Sabbath and like Ozzy Osbourne has been being, played a lot as I manifest this dive bar strip club content vision. I'm, I'm having memories return as we're talking about See, it. You yeah. it. If, if you know, you know, yes. if you've worked a day shift, you know. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, it's such a day shift thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's a day shift thing. It's a day shift. Thing. I remember one of the clubs I worked at was like explicitly like heavy metal rock um and they they played a perfect circle and I was so excited during my shift I was just like perfect circle oh my god so Deptons, Tool, Pantera yes. but I, when I listen to that stuff I just I get transported like some of those dancing days are some of the best days of my life the most yeah. fun and now when I get in that zone of content I I love it that's how content makes me feel when I'm in when I'm in tune with what I'm creating I feel so alive yes Absolutely. Okay. What is a book on your mandatory reading list? Wow. I, I don't know where to begin even. I tend to read a lot of fantasy books just because I indulge myself. Um, yes. I really like the Sword of Truth series, although it's a little bit, um, well, Ender's Game, actually, going mm. back. I'm going to say Ender's Game, even oh, though Orson Scott Card is a, the, the guy has some problems to say the least. Uh, but, but I love that, that work that he did. Mm. People's History of America by Howard Zinn. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. So I started out as a social work major and the more longer I was in college, the more radical my politics got as I just kept going down the rabbit hole of more and more activism, meeting more and more people. And the, the literature I got introduced completely changed my white savior social work attitude to really being an ally. And that book really played a transformative role in my activism. So 
if you haven't read it, highly recommend it because it will blow your mind. Uh, just kind of, um, especially as someone who's very privileged, like starting to unpack a lot of that. Yeah. And one more come to mind that mm -hmm. uh, I would mention is probably one of my cornerstones just of like living. It's called a radical acceptance mm -hmm. by Tara Tara Brack, um, and it's just talking about essentially loving and accepting yourself as you are right now, mm -hmm. um, which is a, a powerful concept books are great we both read a ton yeah um, so. and tara brock is incredible i i listen to a lot of her meditations um right yeah, so i have not read yeah. that book yet so that'll that'll promptly go on my list one of my favorites oh if you had a superpower what would it be mm, i honestly just have food snap my fingers and have whatever i want to eat <laughs> Snap your fingers and get whatever you want to eat. Yeah, that's what I want. I want snacks on demand. <laughs> no, I want snacks on demand. Sometimes I'm tired. I don't want to cook. And I just want to snap my fingers. And there's crawfish boil. Snap my fingers. Are you a Taurus? Like, What's your sign? I'm a Scorpio. You're a Scorpio. I'm the Taurus. I love uh, baking and cooking, but I just sometimes when I'm just wiped out, I don't want to do it. And if I could just have it done for me, just on demand, snacks on demand. <laughs> my, my motive. Oh man, I don't know what I would do. Fly around or something would be a fun superpower. Um, you yeah. probably fly so you could go to more mountains. Yeah, flying the mountains is good. Mm -hmm. um, I would also save a lot of uh, intense. We both hike. He's like a different level. Like he'll like run in 30 miles. I'm like, oh my, I tap out at like 10, 12. Mm -hmm. So he's just a, just a crazy mountain man. Enjoy my rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> What is something simple that brings you joy? You already know my answer. Horses. I am a Texas girl through and through minus the racism. Um, <laughs> I'm like horses, something I can be proud of from Texas. I love horses. I love the horse culture. I love barrel racing. There's just such a simple, such a simple lifestyle. And I love it. And I love being on acres of nothing except you and the horses and it's just quiet and it's peaceful and connecting with such majestic animals is a transformative experience i've like think i've convinced a lot of people like okay i need to go on a trail ride with you I'm like it's you will you'll understand why i love this um mm. so i'm thinking of all the people who mentioned it to me i'm like i'm holding you to that i'm getting you on a horse <laughs> yes so yeah horse horses for me your, your simple pleasure mm -hmm. i am um, at risk of embarrassing myself, my simple pleasures are essentially eating like a five-year-old. I am so plain. I just yes. you know, want a plain hot dog or like some mac and cheese with like too much butter or yes, uh, terrible, terrible things. You know, I, I, can, I can pretend to be refined sometimes, but let's be real. I do eat like a five-year-old, I think. He loves Hostess snacks. I just find wrappers and I'm like, I'm such a foodie. And I'm like, you know, we can get you something better than this. He's like, no, I wanted the ding dong. I'm like, okay, you yeah. want the ding dong. I have to not, not eat the ding dong though. I mean, I'm, I'm going into a training phase uh, because I want to get back into, into, into making more content. And it's always nicer when you feel confident in yourself. So, but we do like yeah. ding dongs here. We do like yeah. the ding dongs. But we, we do like the hosts. But we try to limit the ding dongs. Yeah. The, the ding dong hangover is a real, is a real problem. Yeah, I can't, I can't just do two ding dongs. I, I end up. It's doing, impressive how many hostess snacks. You know, you if, I, if I go down the rabbit hole, I think I just give up. I'm just like, I'm, apparently, I'm going down a vendor tonight. And we're just not going to talk about this. My favorite <laughs> time is when he came home. He's like, the Coldstone people know me. I'm like, what do you mean they know you? He's like, well, one time I went twice in a day. I'm like, you went to Coldstone twice. In a day. That's dedication. <laughs> so yeah. In my defense, I, I, I ran a lot for a long time and i got really used to needing to eat like five to eight thousand calories a day to even break even yeah um, and once i didn't run anymore the habit of eating that much didn't really stop and so mm -hmm. you know I, I have to keep running it's just where i'm at <laughs> 2020 was stressful i think there's a lot of double dipped ice cream days for a lot of us it's all yeah. good there's no shame there is no shame eat the ice cream yes well that that brings us to the end of our rapid fire questions um wow yeah really got the taste of savannah and link i'm, I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but thank you for for uh letting us ramble this is you. either gonna ruin my career or boost it like this is who i am <laughs> i'm flattered i'm flattered that you wanted to interview us so. of course yeah this has been so wonderful and again link it's so nice to finally meet you 
Savannah. Always a pleasure. <laughs> always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Is there any, I, I haven't asked this question, but is there anything you want to like sign off on? Any like note you would like to leave it on? Um, I think just that like we're human and that we date and that we have relationships and they're complicated and some of us don't date and some of us are, you know, it's just, there's so many nuances and people shouldn't make assumptions and they shouldn't make assumptions based off of social media, which is a marketing platform. Thank you. And if you want to ask within reason with appropriateness, but like, don't make assumptions about people based off what you see, get to know them and really give them a fair shot. Um, because sex workers are humans and we're complicated. Yeah. And we have relationships. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't have anything to add. I think that's yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. Get to know somebody before you like judge their character or like who they are. Because I think people can make a lot of assumptions about us as a couple because of what they see our content or what we post. But I'm like, this is marketing, y'all. Yeah. We need to just, I don't post my bad days on social media. We don't post, you know, I, I'm human, right? So I think people just need to humanize sex workers and humanize our relationships. It's yeah. always a breath of pleasure when that happens. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Sex workers are deserving of love. Yeah. 100%. And I love when I see people showing their relationships. Like, that's a choice. You can be private or you can be out. But I always celebrate when people want to share that. Because I think it's really, it's a really brave step to humanize us. Yeah. So to all the people out there who have shared my hat is off to you, I think you're really brave. And it's really cool to see. Well, my hat is off to both of you currently. So thank you for sharing <laughs> with me. And uh yeah, let's say goodbye to all our our listeners and Toodaloo. See you next time. Come see us in Denver. Adieu. Thank you. Aren't they the cutest? I'm like so it was just such a fun interview. Uh, their banter, their back and forth, seeing their dynamic. Um, I know it was like totally cruel of me to be like, what it what drives you crazy? But I love asking couples that because they're so cute. <laughs> It's so cute. If you enjoyed that interview and you're enjoying the content of this podcast in general, please consider supporting by sharing with friends or people who you think would be interested in it, sharing on social media, rating it five stars wherever you listen to your podcast, giving a glowing review because it deserves it. And, uh, and then if you feel so moved and you got a few extra bucks to spare, um, you can come support on patreon uh we're at patreon.com slash sexy galaxy pod and half of the proceeds go to my work with answer detroit a network of sex workers to excite revolution uh, we're working to decrim and destigmatize sex work starting in detroit but hopefully every fucking where else so all right that's it i love you all i really do thank you so much for listening to the show and um have a beautiful day. Oh, oh, uh, we have to do this part. Um, 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 um. Uh, tentacle porn is not as interesting on other planets, turns out. <laughs>